You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you here on a Wednesday, coming up about 20 minutes. Lightning bets for right now. We're going to go out to the Roman guest line. Our guy Joe Osborne of Odd Shark joining us here. We got a lot to get into. We'll get to some NBA, Joe, but let's start with the NFL. Yeah. Game game of the weekend, Joe. We, we, we gave out our power rankings earlier, and I put these two teams at four and five, you know, neck and neck. Patriots, Bills, Monday Night Football, AFC East lead on the line here. What do you think? This number is dancing around three, two and a half, three. What's your thought on this matchup? Patriots have been unbelievable for about a month now. Well, I like the three a lot better than the two and a half. And ultimately, I'll go with the consistency of the Patriots versus the inconsistency of uh, the Buffalo Bills. You know, it's really hard to ignore what we've seen from the Patriots. Six straight wins and some of these win margins, guys. They have wins of 41, 18, 38, 25, and 23 in that span. Just blowing teams out of the water. Right? Buffalo, meanwhile... It's a bit all or nothing. They're either killing a team or they're getting killed at home by the Colts or losing to the Jaguars, you know what I mean? And we've seen Buffalo get run over a couple times this season. Patriots pretty good on the run game here lately, so uh, I'll take them to at least cover this spread here on Monday Night Football. Should be a good one. Uh, Joe, we were just looking over the Week 13 card, and sometimes it sets up where there aren't many teaser options. Mm. But this week, uh, a lot of numbers set just above a touchdown and inside yeah. of a field goal, lower total games. It feels like there are a lot of teaser options. Are you going to be uh, attacking some teasers this week? Yeah, a couple good spots. I mean, the Cardinals looks like an attractive spot versus Chicago. Uh, I mean, pretty massive gap between those offenses. But I need confirmation that Kyler Murray is playing before pulling the trigger on that one. Uh, if I play someone today, I'm going to pair the Vikings minus one with the Eagles down to half a point. You know, not much of a case really needs to be made for the Vikings playing the Detroit Lions. Vikings coming across, they're not in a position where they can put themselves in, you know, a letdown spot or a look-ahead situation. I think they are better than their record indicates. Meanwhile, uh, the Eagles versus the Jets, we've seen the Eagles beat the living crap out of a couple bad teams already this season. Uh, pretty good rush offense versus a really bad rush defense. So I think they can control that game on the ground. So it very happily take uh, Vikings and Eagles on a six pointer. Joe, I saw your tweet. You like the Colts, uh, minus nine against the Texans. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I've been confused here by, by the spread. I think the Colts are being undervalued. I kind of wonder, you know, had they beaten the Bucks, that game almost went right down to the wire. I think they'd probably be maybe a 12 and a half, 13 point favorite. In this game, you know, we saw the, the Rams go into Houston, uh, what, a month, five weeks ago. They were 16 and a half point favorite. Now we have the Colts who are playing pretty good football, only at minus nine. The thing to consider, these teams played back on October 17th. Uh, Colts closed minus 11 and a half and absolutely destroyed them, beat them 31 to three. So let's not pretend Houston's home field advantage is worth two and a half points compared to that spread a couple of weeks back. And I know Tyrod Taylor's playing instead of Davis Mills, but look at the stats. Not much of a difference between these two games, two teams this season. Uh, statistically, you have the number one rush offense in terms of yard per rush versus dead last in that category defensively for Houston. So, yeah, I'll take the big spread there with the Colts minus nine. Joe, got to ask you about your Dolphins. I mean, they, they look dead <laughs> as dead could be a month ago. They're playing well. They get Mike Glennon likely this weekend. Yeah. There's still a long shot to make the playoffs, but they could at least make this interesting. I mean, there's schedule here. Giants, Jets, Saints, 
Titans, Patriots to end the season. Who knows? Patriots could have things wrapped up. What are you seeing? And, and do you like how, how much do you love him this week if it is Mike Lennon against the, the Dolphins defense? Guys, imagine giving a young quarterback uh, 16 full games in the NFL to develop, right? And that's what we've seen with two. Everyone went to trash a guy because he isn't Justin Herbert. That was his biggest crime. But, you know, he's starting to put it together pretty good, keeping in mind he's still playing behind one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. And the rest of the team's putting it together. The defense is making some big plays. You take a look at their last few games, top 10 in the NFL in net yards per play. So, yeah, I don't mind them now up to minus five. I think they can win this one by a touchdown versus an up-and-down Giants team, way more down than up. We know that, right? So, yeah, it, it feels good, and I'm happy as a Dolphins fan that we're not just handing over, uh, you know, a top eight pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. It doesn't look like it's going <laughs> to go that way because, as we know, the Eagles own their their pick here in the upcoming draft. Yeah, Joe G doesn't doesn't like to see uh, those victories by your Miami Dolphins. Uh, it feels, uh, Joe, like we're we're at the stage and heading into the final month and a half of the season where it might be your last chance to get some value on some futures. Mm. You think back to a year ago, Tampa Bay was struggling at this point. They were seven yeah. and five going into the bye, and then we know what happened after that. So, the you know, with things up in the air, without that dominant team in the NFL. Maybe there's value on a team sitting five, six, seven seed, or maybe there's value on one of these awards or player futures because Tom Brady is the favorite right now at three to one to be the MVP. But mm -hmm. it feels like that award, along with a few others, is completely up for grabs. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird season, right? Where we're seeing a lot of the good teams lose to absolutely horrible teams. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this carry over to the playoffs. And we see it. You know, all the, all the time where wildcard teams make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. So I would love to see a Super Bowl, something like the Cardinals versus the Bengals. I think that would be an absolute blast. But if you're looking for a little bit of value right now, I mean, the 49ers are a team that everyone loved coming into the season. Uh, then they hit a bit of a skid. Of course, they got injured again, but they're now starting to put it together a little bit, starting to get uh, a, a little bit healthier with the exception of Debo Samuel leaving. But 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, that's not bad. You know, it looks like they're going to have a, a, a winnable game this week versus Seattle. So that's a team that I would circle. You always worry about them staying healthy, I guess. And the Cincinnati Bengals at 33 to 1, guys, they've had some big wins here. This season so i don't mind them either so there's absolutely some great value and a lot of teams further down the odds board that you can make a good argument for so we've gone over some teasers some futures you like the colts minus nine anything else you're on joe for this week yeah absolutely i'm been i've been more of a totals guy this season i've had a, a lot of success with totals compared to uh spreads which i'm having a bit of a tricky time reading so a few that really stick out to me i like chargers Bengals to go over 50 and a half points you take a look at some of these patterns and Bengals games recently so six straight Bengals games have had at least one of the teams score 31 or more points and I do think if one of these teams scores 31 points in this game, I think it would be fair to expect this game to go over the 50 and a half number. Now, Chargers very quietly on defense. One of the worst defenses in the NFL here, guys. Not a lot of people pointing to that, right? 29th in points allowed, 29th in yards allowed per rush. Awful uh, defensively in the red zone and on third down. But uh, we have seen them bounce back offensively, at least, after losses this season. After a loss this season, they're averaging 30 and a half points. 
Uh, Bengals defense, statistically, you might look at them and say, hey, pretty good. But they played a bit of a schedule here defensively. So I like that when they go over 50 and a half. And I'm going to keep taking the Seahawks to go under, guys. They've gone over one time all season here. So this has been just a red-hot betting spot here lately. It's at 45 and a half versus the 49ers. Uh, These games are going under because Seahawks, worse than time of possession, they cannot convert on third down. Averaging just 18 and a half points in games started by Russell Wilson, by the way. Now they're going up against this 49ers team who's second in the NFL in yard uh, rushing play percentage. Uh, easily the highest rushing play percentage over the last three games, which has been their most successful stretch of the season. So why would they go away from that? And what does that mean? It means the clock's going to be ticking, right? So I like the under 45 and a half. And Seattle's defense has been pretty good. Maybe one of the more underrated defenses, top eight in points allowed. Great on third down and so I like the under 45 and a half in that one. Joe Osborne of Odd Shark joining us here. Joe, let's dive into some NBA here. Big mm. game last night. Uh, what'd you take away from that? I mean, Jordan Poole was the star. Curry struggled. Suns win the game. And they play again in a couple days. Friday night is a rematch. Short, you know, it's it's not quite a back-to-back, but almost. Sure, they play each other in the same week. What'd you take away from this matchup? Do you think it'll be a similar game coming up on Friday, or do you think it flips when the game uh, is in Golden State? A bit of a mental edge here for Phoenix, right? And I think that's what they take out of that game. I mean, they were favored to win the game. So, you know, had they just won ordinarily, not that big of a deal. But you saw Booker uh, get injured, right? And they still did uh, go on to win after the game was fairly close for the most part. But big picture, I don't put a whole lot of stock into that. I mean, they are uh, behind Golden State to win the West, which is a bit surprising. So maybe a bit undervalued. They're at four to one, but you got to consider with Golden State, they're going to get healthier with uh, Clay Thompson and Wiseman coming back into that rotation. So that should be very interesting as well. But it does look like these are definitely the top two teams in, in the Western Conference. It is hard to beat a team twice, though. So I probably lean towards Golden State here winning the uh, the upcoming matchup between these teams. Uh, Wednesday cards always exciting. What do you mm. have on tap tonight? I like the Atlanta Hawks here, plus one and a half versus the Pacers. Pretty big offensive advantage for the Hawks in this one. You just take a look at some stats over the last 10 games. Uh, Three-point shooting percentage. We have the Hawks at second in the NBA. Pacers way down there at 29th points per 100 possessions, first versus 20th. So the Hawks are much more uh, efficiently on the offensive end. And then, you know, small spread. It could come down to free throw attempts. Who can get to the line more? And you take a look at free throw attempts allowed over the last 10 games. Third fewest for the Hawks versus the third most for the Pacers. So I like the Hawks there, plus one and a half. And I'm seeing this line here for the total for Thunder Rockets, 215 and a half. Now, these teams just played on Monday night combined for 191 points in that game. Now, these things don't always carry over, I know, but... Not much of an adjustment on that line from the game. Uh, the total for that game was 217. These two offenses are awful, guys. They've combined to score fewer than 100 points in their games 20 times already this season. Uh, combined to go under in 67.5% of games. And this total here, 215. Uh, 13 of the Thunder's last 15 games have gone under this mark of 215. So uh, it could be an offensive implosion from uh, the two teams that have traded both James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Uh, pretty unique uh, matchup here for these game teams. Not a, not a whole lot of eyes will be on that one, but maybe a good betting spot. 
Are there any trends or anything you've noticed in the NBA so far this season that you're keeping track of? Yeah, you know, I, I keep an eye on these first quarter and first half numbers. And there was one wild one that was just, you never bet them blindly, but the, the market wasn't adjusting to these Raptors first quarter over bets. It, it hit in 14 straight games, guys. Up until last night, it didn't hit. So uh, that's when I'm still going to continue the track that the Raptors have been very bad defensively. But yeah, there, there's little spots like that that I'm always tweeting out where if you know if you if you dig enough, you're going to find them. Like the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have been a great first against the spread bet this season, the best in the NBA. They've been good against the spread in general, which is a shock, I think, to a, to a lot of people. But yeah, that Raptors first quarter over 14 straight. I don't know if we'll see a stretch like that again this season. Wow. Joe, there's been a lot of baseball movement this week. We always mm -hmm. like to talk some baseball futures with you. Um, and it's kind of artificial because there's a deadline coming at midnight tonight where baseball is going to lock out. So it's like everyone wants their money. They're getting signed right now. You, what what's your takes on some of the big moves? And did anything move a market where you think it's interesting for a future? I mean, I like the Blue Jays a lot. They, yeah. lose, uh, they lose Robbie Ray. They get Gosman, though. I think that's a nice replacement. We'll see what they do to replace Simeon. What's your thoughts here uh, so far with baseball and these big ticket moves? Well, I mean, the Mets are always overvalued, but now they're really overvalued here, uh, tied for the second-pass odds to win the World Series. I mean, Max Scherzer is an absolute stud, but let's not forget that the guy had a dead arm here in the postseason. He's 37, going on 38 years old. So that move totally wreaked the desperation. Yeah, it's going to help them in the regular season. I don't know if that's going to carry over to the playoffs this year. So the Mets at 9-1, to completely overvalued. In my opinion, I was hoping to see the Astros drop down the odds board, but they're still there with the best odds in the, the American League. You know, that division, the AL, nothing special. You know, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into the moves that the, the Texas Rangers made. Uh, they still have a whole lot of work to do. So, yeah, you look at the teams here, like the Blue Jays, 16 to 1, like the White Sox, 16 to 1, two young teams who seem to be on the come up a little bit. Uh, the San Francisco Giants, you know, They've got some work to do with getting their starting rotation together. But let's not forget, they came off a season where they had the best record in Major League Baseball. They're sitting there at 22 to 1 to win the World Series. And we're probably going to see an expanded uh, playoff format, it looks like, coming into the season. So I wouldn't count a team like that out at all. But yeah, that, the Angels 20 to 1, I'm seeing here. Why? Because they added Noah Syndergaard. Are you kidding me? So yeah, there's. You can't know it's not the NBA where one player goes to a team and, you know, he makes a gigantic difference. So, yeah, there's some pretty big overreactions here and uh, a few minor underreactions as well. Yeah, the Angels anywhere close to the Giants is ridiculous. Let's just let's just call it that. That is a ridiculous overreaction to a couple moves uh, with the uh, offseason here in baseball. Joe, we always appreciate hopping on. Good luck with the NBA this week with the NFL. We'll catch up soon. Joe Osborne of Odd Shark on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckUana. Get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckUana. Coming up on the other side, you know what we have. We have lightning bets for a Wednesday. Where are we going? Teaser legs, NBA, college football. We'll give you our plays for tonight. That's up next right here, as always, on the BeckQL Network.
Hey, what's up? It's Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet on from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the daily tip, BetQL Daily, You Better You Bet, and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network.